Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave, I'm here with Amy and we are here to bring you all the action from day 14 of the Kyushu Basho. We're nearly there. Yep. Could be all decided today on day 14. So many stories going on. Let's check in on the weather before we get to the sumo in Fukuoka. 13 degrees uh, Celsius, 55 Fahrenheit. Pretty chilly. As it finished, absolutely. I would jacket say that weather. jacket yep. on top of the jumper yep. slash sweater. Yep. Uh, wind cheater with a jacket is the ultimate combo though. <laughs> carry an umbrella. Now, well, no, you don't need to carry an umbrella. Oh, no, no. Sign of no, rain. No talk fine. of rain. Not until next Tuesday. Okay. After everyone's gone. Scarf maybe. So I was, I took a look at AccuWeather mm-hmm. today to get my information. I like to try different weather websites because they give you different insights. Oh, yeah. If you want to sponsor on. us AccuWeather, we're up for that. <laughs> Just hook us up. So, but what AccuWeather told me about Fukuoka today was that the dust and dander oh. was rated as high. Oh, dust and what? Dander. D-A-N-D-E-R. Dander? Oh. What does that mean? What could that possibly be, dander? You know, like if you're well-dressed. Oh, like dandy. Mm. (laughs) There's like lots of gents walking around with pocket squares and canes. (laughs) And a lot of dust in the air. (laughs) Oh, it's dusty, but there's some well-dressed guys around. Just tell us whether we need to wear a top and whether we need to carry an umbrella. Don't worry about dust and dander. I, I'm really searching through my memory. Like I feel like I, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades. So I have, I feel like I've been through several lifetimes in my career and stuff like that. So I feel like dander should exist in one of them. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not in there. Anyway, someone will look us. Let us know. Yeah, someone will look it up for us. <laughs> uh, well, there was some sad news today. Chiotori yes. decided to call it quits. Yes. He um, is just has really been along our sumo journey, hasn't he? Even though he's not up in the top divisions at the moment. Well, he was in Makuchi when we first started watching probably six years ago. Yep. Uh, a huge personality on the doyo. Absolutely. There was a lot of, when they were going out on the junyo, there were a lot of interactions between him and all the other rikishi. He was a bit of a joker. He is the younger brother of Chiamaru, mm. we should say, probably most people know. He's one year younger than Chiamaru, so he's 29 years old. And he was famously thought by us... To be Chiamaru's twin for a very long time. That's right. We would look it up, find out that they weren't twins and then forget. Just go straight back to thinking that they were twins. It was just what we wanted it to be, I think. We were trying to manifest it into existence. So you, the other thing you told me that surprised me was that he's going to be an Oyakata. Yes. uh, He's going to take the elder name Sanoyama. So a few great things about that. We'll get to see his retirement smile. He has his press conference tomorrow. So now, no doubt that'll be a sort of more formal, um, serious occasion. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll talk about his career and, and his commitment to sumo. But then after that, we'll be able to explore through the commentary, the NHK commentary, no doubt, through the Oyakata channel, hopefully, yeah. and through endless pictures of him doing security on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be able to see a great retirement smile and see him get up to some funny business. Yeah, I think the media will love this guy. He's got a huge personality. Congratulations, uh, Chio Tori, on a great career. Yeah, got as high as Kamasubi. Yeah. It's really, um, 
Really impressive. Kind of blew my mind. Yeah, um, so that was back in, let me just find it, in 2014. Yeah. He got up to Komasubi. Didn't only stay there for one basha. That's all right. It was okay. a, a long time um, mid-Magashira guy. And then he's he's injured is is the issue. That's why he's retiring so early, relatively early. Well, 29. 29. Yeah, he's very early to retire. Fell down to Makushta in 2018, 2019. Got back up to Jirio in 2020. We, yeah, we, we love that. You know, yep. commentated him being there. And yeah, has gone back to Makushta and obviously feels, doesn't feel right in his body and he's ready to move on to the next stage of his career. Well, as we said in last night's episode, we got home late because we were out seeing a film and we missed a few (laughs) new shows being decided. Just a few new (laughs) shows. Day 13 is often when the lower divisions are decided. Not Jurio, not Makuchi, but... Um, John Acucci certainly was, and with seven wins and zero losses, the winner was. Now, how how exactly do I say this? Inoue. 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 Okay, great. Inoue from Kisebea at John Acucci 10 West. So he's 22 years old. He's from Kumamoto, which is where. Oh, right. Showed his home crowd. Yep. Great. Great for him. And he started sumo in 2015. He rose over four years to a high of Makushta 25. As is often the case, he uh, got injured in July last year at Makushta 35, sat out for seven basho now, dropped right down to Jonakuchi. This is his first basho back and uh, he's won a Yusho. Well, good on you, uh, Inoue. Uh, so he'll go into Sandame uh, in January. Yeah, should bounce right up. Uh, Will he change his name then or later? Because he needs to change this name. Uh, it's, diff- it's difficult. I mean, you need to buy a consonant. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't, ch- this is his name. So I oh, imagine so they that always eventually. Change it. Although he has been up in Makushta and not changed it. So I guess it depends how high he'll okay. be. He might go to Johnny Dunn. I don't know if he'll go straight up to Sundown, May. Oh, sorry. Might be yeah. Lucky. yeah. No, probably not. Johnny Dunn, it's going to be a playoff on day 15 between Johnny Dunn 11 Kaiho. And 61, Yuri Kisho. So we'll tell you more about them on uh, day 15 tomorrow and see who wins out of those two. A 26-year-old from Tomazuno Bayer and a 20-year-old from Tokiwayama Bayer. Good luck to both of those guys. Sun Danmei. Now, this is a really interesting one. This guy, 24 years old, Kin Bozan, also from Kisabea, same as the Jonakuchi winner. This is his first basho. He went straight into it from getting into the last four guys in the student championship last year. He's from Nihon University. This means that he can choose, if he wants to, to go straight into Sundanmei. He did. He's <laughs> made the right choice, it seems. He blew everyone away. Uh, he's from Kazakhstan. Yeah, you pointed him out to me. Months ago, actually. Mm, yeah. I mean, his photos came through. They always yeah. put up a bit of information about the winners of the championship. His name's Tursin Boltagul and he's changed, you know, obviously he's got a, a Japanese name, Kinbozan. And apparently he started sumo because of Asashoryu's suggestions. So um, he had seen him and was like, you know, like Hakuho with... Um, Hokuseiho. It's like, you should do some sumo. Well, yeah, you, you said that Asashoryu suggested this to him. And I, I wondered whether there's a system that that these uh, more experienced Yokozuna have of picking mm. out young kids. Are they... I wonder if it was over in Europe. Or well, over still, in... what's he doing in Europe, Asashoryu? Is he on holiday? Well, Mongolia and Kazakhstan are pretty Yeah, close. but even still, what's he doing at the border? 
Is yeah. he going and like just <laughs> got his binoculars out? It's like what's going on in Kazakhstan? Yeah, just like riding a horse out to the border and just pushing over kids to see if they stay up. Like what's <laughs> going? What is the process here? It's a very romantic story to mm. to see what's going on there. I mean, on the steps. Who knows? But boy, going straight into Sandame. Yeah, and, and he's he's only been in Japan for five years. Wow. He was interviewed, and apparently his Japanese is really good in that yeah, time. Right. Um, so I've only got I've got four years to go to get up to his town. Should <laughs> <laughs> be just uh, in four. In four years, I'll come back and I'll try and do a Sun Done May. Okay. Um, you show acceptance interview. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so great news for for this guy. He uh, is uh, Kim Bozant and twenty four. Look out for him. Wow. Kisabea, he he's from Kisabea, as I said. They're having they're having a really good one. And just to let you know about that stable, it's uh, Tokushoryu, Akisayama, Ura, Hidenumi, Shimano Umi. So there's a lot of good guys in there. Well, look. I would say, though, that being good guys is the only thread that ties these rigishi together. I mean, stylistically, they are completely yeah. different. That's yeah, true. It's true, but they've got, they're going to have big celebrations because they've got two lower division new shows. Probably, let me read through those names. Probably no higher division new show. Although, well, uh, Ura's done, Ura's okay. going very yeah. well. Yeah, it might get a special prize. Bakushta. Yeah. A name I recognize. Yep. Ryudin. He blasted through, got 7 0. At Makushta 47 West and in his interview, uh, which was put up on social media, he was, he was quite low key. Yeah. Which is very unreudent. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a, <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but he's, I think he's always been a nice guy. I think he's always been quite quietly spoken. Yeah. Well, I, I think Ryudin, uh getting this new show and really... Um, saying to the sumo world, I'm coming back. Yeah. It's it's posing a question to sumo fans around the world. Yeah. Can we separate sumo from the person? Mm -hmm. oh, and can can people, you know, get past their misdemeanors? Okay. So that's saying you can't separate sumo from the person. And then the next natural step is can you forgive? Yeah. Can yeah. you forgive? And if you can't forgive... Can you forget? <laughs> no, no. Well, I was going to go down the line of what is this world even if you can't okay. forgive? Yeah, well, true. But also, can you forget? Well, <laughs> well can you? How do you feel about Ryudin okay. winning well, this? Uh, I feel fantastic. Uh, big fan. Yeah. I'm surprised I, by how much I like it. And I said to you at the time, and I know you didn't, you didn't agree with this, it takes two to cheat. Oh. And, uh, you know, I... Ryudin was one of those two. That's fifty percent blame he should be taking, and I suggested he should his uh, penalty should be halved. Oh, I'm yeah, not going into talking about this on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> that is hundred percent for sure. Well, I guess okay. Let me let me summarise. No, I'll summarise. Can I forgive? Yes. Yeah. Have I forgotten? Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> should I forgive? Yes. Should I forget? No. Okay. It was All just right. so hard seeing that film the other night. Yeah, it was really interesting oh. timing seeing Sumo Door because it Wasn't focused it? on his his uh, wedding. And, and his relationship. <laughs> and his, and... Um, the basho before that wedding and how he, oh. um, yeah, succeeded. Yeah, he got his kachikoshi. Yeah, got his kachikoshi Beat Goedo and, no, was beaten by Goedo, but, but got his kachikoshi yeah. still. Um, 
And so it, it really sort of inspired us to feel good for Reed. And you're a big fan of him Huge already. Fan. We're spending yeah, a lot him. of time on him, but basically I think it's something that all sumo fans need to think about and move through. <laughs> um, and it's a big question in the world around, you know, yep. with artists and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely don't think we need to go into a full discussion of his misdemeanors. <laughs> <laughs> The podcast. No, we'll save that for the uplate edition. Let's the talk black about label. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Jurio. Lots happening there. Ko Tokuzan denied Midori Fuji his kachikoshi in a fast and furious bout. That means that Ko Tokuzan moves to 11 and 4. Huge for him. Jurio 14. <laughs> yeah, massive performance from him. Now, in terms of the Yusho race, uh, Ko Tokuzan has already fought Ichiyamamoto. That means for Ko Tokuzan, he has to sit by and wait to see what Ichiyamamoto does over the next few days. Mm-hmm. Should say for Midori. One f- day. One day. Oh, today and tomorrow. Today and few tomorrow. A few days. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Uh, Midori Fuji, seven and seven. Uh, Hirodumi had Oho on the bales and was trying with all his might to take him over, but Oho resisted impossibly. Poor old Hirodumi's feet eventually went from underneath him. He slid all the way down oh, on the so angle. it was so sad. He'd put everything into this one. Oho now, 10 and 4, breaks that four-day losing streak. Hirodumi, another ricochet going into the final day on 7-7, Nana Shaw, Nana Hai. Nishikigi handed Kyokushuho his makakoshi after quite a long bout. Nishikigi, he stays on the road, also 7-7, but uh, Kyokushuho, 6 and 8. Well, a big bout up next, Asano Waka up against Ichi Yamamoto. Asano Waka powered Ichi Yamamoto back to the bales. Can I call him Ichi? I feel like I want to call him Ichi. Asano Waka <laughs> powered Ichi back to the bales. Sure. But Ichi hung on the Tawara just long enough for Asano Waka to crash down. It was called a Monoe. Mm-hmm. On replay, though, the Tawara work from Ichi Yamamoto was sublime. Did you see it? Yeah, it was great balance from him. He's really feeling all around the ring at the moment. And you know that somebody's in pretty good form where they can use that extra amount of space for their advantage yeah. and not hook the foot back oh. over the, the bale. I feel like we've seen it a few times, this Basho, where it's it almost looks impossible. Yep. Ichi Yamamoto really hasn't been on the back foot all uh, that much, this Basho, but a great win for him. Quite a bit of relief on his face when, when this was called yeah, for him. Yeah, absolutely. So Ichiyamamoto now is 12 and 2. A win tomorrow seals the Yusho for mm-hmm. him. A loss will put him, if Ko Tukuzan can win, yep. in a playoff situation. Asanawaka, 9 and 5. Hakuyozan was triumphant over Daishomaru to pick up his kachikoshi in what can only be described as a very ordinary display of sumo. This was sad. It was a bit slow. Wow. Just a bit slow and lumbering from I mean, those I, two. I shouldn't say it's sad. We're all feeling a bit that way on day 14. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Daishomaru, five and nine. Bushozan kept the Kachikoshi dream alive, yes. moving to seven and yes. seven. This was a good win over Kodoshoho. Oh, hang on. No, <laughs> no. But Kodoshoho already has his Kachikoshi. Yep. So yep. let's. It's, it's all fine. I'm happy. I just really want Bushozan to get his Kachikoshi as well. I'm very invested in this. Well, you want him to go to Makuchi, don't you? I do. And I much. don't think he's ready. Oh, okay. No, nah, he'll get slapped mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, he might. He build. Is, Remember, it, slow build. Yeah, he is like an Osho. Uh, being slapped down quite often, like yeah. more than he should, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yep. Mitoriu rolled down Diamami to snag his kachakoshi. Can you believe I'm mm-hmm. saying those words? Eight and six, Diamami five and nine. Uh, despite some impressive sumo from Enho, Tsurugisho crumpled Enho to the dirt to pick up his workmanlike kachakoshi. Can't believe I'm saying that as well. At Jurio 1, that means that Tsurugisho will be back in Makuichi. So that's both Jurio 1, him and Wakamoto Haru. He'll be taking a, a trip for Tsurugisho back up there and for Wakamoto Haru there for the first time. So, yeah, the Jurio race down to Ichiyamamoto and Kotokuzan, Jurio 4 and Jurio 14 respectively. So that'll be very exciting tomorrow. Also exciting, we'll be going into day 15 on 7 and 7. Midori Fuji, Hiroda Umi crucially at Jurio 13, Nishikigi, Bushozan, come on please, and Daishoho. What's worse, seeing Bushozan do well at Jurio 1 or do bad at Magashira at 15 or 16? Sorry, what were the two things? Do well at Jurio 1 or do bad? Let's do well at Jurio 1. But maybe if he's 8 and 7 at Jurio 3, how many spots are there going to be in Makuchi anyway? So um, Tsurigisho and Wakamoto Haru are already going up. Presumably the winner... If it's Ichiyamamoto, he will go up from four. So how many spots will there be? Would there be room for Bushozan anyway? I think he can still get his kachikoshi. I will justify this all night. Okay. All right. Uh, exciting uh, matches to come tomorrow. Can Ichiyamamoto do it at Jurio? We will see. Let's move on to the top division. Kaisei up against Chionakuni. And this was a long bout for the first of the day. Chionakuni all about the arms out and the noroa. But he was finding Kaisei very hard to move. Kaisei circling slowly around, blocking attacks, staying upright. He was turned around over and over, though, kind of slowly rotating around the doyo. And despite Chionakuni pulling him forward with the arm and almost turning him around 180, the feared Okuridashi, Kaisei kept his mind in the game and took the bulk of his body back around at Chionakuni and took him over the bales. Yeah, Kaisei just hung in this bout long enough. Yeah. I thought Chianakuni was running this one. I thought so too, but he just couldn't get Kaisei to move. Often um, the way to get Kaisei out is by pulling him down. He couldn't do that and he couldn't move him back. Yeah. Well, Kaisei, Maegashira 17 goes into day 15 on 7 and 7. It doesn't get much more exciting than this. I know. A few people can have a good night's sleep on day 14, but not Kaisei. Not Kaisei. Chinakuni with that loss is 8 and 6. Kodunawaka up next against Tochinoshin. Despite some good defence out of the touchy eye, Kodunawaka couldn't keep Tochinoshin off his belt forever. Once Tochinoshin had it, he was easily able to control the action and delivered Kodnawaka over the bales. A very solid Yorikiri effort from Tochinoshi. It was great. He picked Kodnawaka up. That was huge. And then, yeah, finding that winning position, Makakoshi for Kodnawaka. This is his second in a row only. Mm. It's okay. After yep. his 12 and 3 in July, he's, he's 6 and 8 and, you know, would love to get that seventh win if he could. But... Hasn't looked great this time around and we'll need to do a little bit of sumo and perhaps self-examination during the break. Absolutely. Tochinoshin is six wins, five losses and three days off, but he is really quickly making this a very respectable score. Absolutely. Akua and Teretsuyoshi were next. Akua went for a straightforward all-out henker to his left. Maybe he's not used to it, though. We don't see it very often from him. He didn't do it very well. Teretsuyoshi just followed him and then wouldn't stop 
hassling Aqua, even picking up his right leg and dumping him on the ground. Teretsuyoshi did fall at the same time. There was no Monoe called. The uh, Gyoji gave it to Teretsuyoshi. They did fall at a very similar time, didn't they? It was a very confident call to not have another look at that one. The replay showed that they were right not to. But I always think in these situations... You think Teretsuyoshi's arm went down? Yeah, but I, I feel it was dead man. Uh, oh, he was gone. Yeah, maybe. He was well and truly gone. Maybe. I guess that could have been why they called it that way. It's a win to Teretsuyoshi. I don't mind it, mm. really, because of the way that bout started. I mean, Akua didn't really deserve it, did he? No. I mean, it's always good to see the garbage being taken, taken out. <laughs> this effectively. Akua didn't need to do that today. I don't think so. Absolutely he not. He already had his kachikoshi. Yep. It's Teretsuyoshi. Like, he's going to do a bit of a clever move anyway, perhaps at the touchy outlet. Why do yeah, it? That's a great point. I hadn't thought of that. Just uncalled for on day 14. It's a dog act if we haven't said those exact words. Yeah. Yep. I'll give it that. Great. He's eight and six. six. <laughs> Teretsuyoshi six and eight. Next bout of the day was Chiotaru up against Shohozan. Shohozan out of the touchy eye slapped the face of Chiotaru, worked Chiotaru back and immediately against the bales. Chitaru had his foot jammed on the Tawara, took a moment to gather his thoughts before exploding towards Shohozan, driving him across, then off the doyo, and then gave him an extra push mm. that sent him uh, flying. Was that a payback for that face slap? I feel like maybe it was because it was definitely, Shohozan obviously stepped out. His foot was in the dust very clearly and then <laughs> Chitaru just went hoik yeah. and he went flying into the crowd. It wasn't really necessary, but... If you've just been hit across yeah, the Yeah, look, absolutely, I support this. Why not? Chiotaru, he is six and eight. And Shohozan, with that loss, definitely down to Jurio or possibly retirement. That's my <laughs> guess. <laughs> just <laughs> forcing it on him. Three and 11. Aoyama and Chiamaru. This was an upper body battle. Aoyama looked okay. He moved Chiamaru back towards the bales. It looked a bit dangerous for him. But Chiamaru, he rallied. For his brother, for Chiotori, and found some good thrusts, took Aoyama back and slapped him down to the dirt. Yeah, completely agree. There was that turning point, wasn't there? Yeah, very much so in this. He, he could, looked out. Yeah, he looked. He, he did. He looked in trouble. Just the spirit of Chiotori looking down on him. I mean, he didn't die, but he's effectively dead looking to Looking in Sumo. on him probably from the side <laughs> because the he's side. in Makushita <laughs> and might be his Tukibito. Who knows? Absolutely. But Chiamaru. Great Hatakikomi win, moves to seven and seven. Please. I like it. Well, would he drop out of Makuchi at Magashira 15 if he got seven and eight? No. Okay, great. Aoyama, <laughs> he is four and ten. Sadanumi up next against Tobizaru. It was a supari slap fest today, thrilling the mostly sober crowd at the Fukuoka Kokusai <laughs> Centre. They absolutely loved that. <laughs> Sadanumi came out on top. He forced Tobizaru back onto the Tawara. When Sadanumi moved in for the kill, Tobizaru, he rode the bales, defied gravity long enough for Sadanumi to fall down and out. Gyorgi gave it to Tobizaru, but a monoe was called. It was. They watched it back and another balancing act here from Tobizaru. This was really weird for me because I swore that I had seen Tobizaru step out earlier mm. in the bout. It just oh, must yeah, have been a yeah. weird flick of my eyes or something yep. I ended up not seeing. So I was convinced that they would just call this one an easy um, yeah. swap. <laughs> but 
It didn't. And the replay showed that not only had he not stepped out, but when he'd stepped up on the Tawara, he held his heel in the air. Good uh, mechanics there in his body, awareness of the Tawara and decision upheld, a win for Toby Zadu. Was this the fastest Monoe you've ever seen? Yeah, it was pretty quick, wasn't it? It was over in in a few seconds. Well, maybe it was called because one of them had seen him step out as well and <laughs> <laughs> the replay was like, that clearly didn't happen. We had no. a mass delusion. We're selling a lot of merch. We've got to get this guy Kachikoshi. <laughs> Toby Zaru goes into the final day on 7 and 7, Sudanumi 8 and 6. Yutakiyama up against Chiyoshoma. Yutakiyama trying to avoid that Makakoshi and Chiyoshoma going for his Kachikoshi. They went body to body. Went back and forth here to uh, big guys. Chiyoshoma, though, suddenly reached out, got that left hand on the belt, and he does know what to do with the belt, Chiyoshoma. He doesn't always use it, but today he did. He used it to throw Yutakiyama down to hand him his makakoshi. I I am particularly hard on Chiyoshoma, but I thought the sumo today was very, very Mm. good. Yeah. Looked great on the belt and really... um, dominated Yutakiyama in this bout. So as you said, with that win, Chiyoshoma picks up his Kachikoshi. It's been a bumpy old ride yeah, for so him. So what's his record? What's his record? Well, that's true that if we don't count the dog act from yeah. earlier last week. So it's eight, five and one dog act. Yeah. So maybe he does need to. It's seven, six and oh, one sorry. dog act. Sorry, exactly. Yeah. So still needs that one win yes. to get the sumo manichi dog act Kachikoshi. Yes. But Yutakiyama goes Makakoshi today. I think it's um, at Maegashira 13, he'll stay in the top division, but has a lot of work to do, it feels. Yeah, I think so. It just, I thought that he was looking like he was recovering from that injury. And I think there are signs of life. I think there are signs that he can. He he went 8-7 last time and he went uh, 10-5 in Jurio before that. Yeah, so yeah. this was just a, maybe it was a bit of a readjustment thing in in Makuchi, but he needs to do better. He needs to find something else he within does. himself, I'd say. Yep. That's the only place to look inside. <laughs> Shimano Umi up next against Kagiyaki and Kagiyaki got to show the world his style of sumo today as he worked Shimano Umi around the doyo with controlled movements and sharp thrusting attacks. In the end, Shimano Umi just said, thanks for that. I'll show myself out. Mm-hmm. Went back over the bales, Tsukidashi. Yep, Kagiyaki looking much more like himself today. This was his first win after a streak of seven losses. Yikes. To take him to four and ten, I mean, the win doesn't do that much for his score. At Magashira 14, I think he will drop down to Jurio with that. Can One you be more? sure? 14, 15, 16, 17. I reckon. It's Kagiyaki. It's Kagiyaki. What he'll, am I he'll, thinking? He'll go down one place with 510. Sorry, Sumo Gods, I, I'll yeah. repent for that later. That was absolutely wrong on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> Shimanumi, he is five and nine. Takaru Fuji against Kotoeko. NHK on their coverage showed two beautiful handmade banners, one for each of these guys, both written in hiragana, so it mm. looked like maybe they'd been written by me or kids. <laughs> but even you were like, well, that cut looks a bit long. Yeah, the cut was very, <laughs> it was too high. So judgmental. <laughs> They're children. <laughs> so maybe some family in the audience or some supporters from uh, their supporters groups, but that was lovely to see. But it was an aggressive Takarofuji we saw today, locking up Kotoeko's arms off the touchy eye and then following Kotoeko around the doyo as he tried to get away. But Takarofuji was after him and yeah. eventually pushed him out. Oshidashi. Yeah. 
Kodoweko, the woes continue and Takarafuji is the kind of uh, rikishi who'll take advantage of someone in that kind of position. And he did that today, five and nine with that Oshidashi win for Takarafuji. Kodoweko, three and 11. Okunumi up next against Ishiura. That's Maegashira three versus Maegashira 12. <laughs> Ishiura drove forward, went on the belt and poured the pressure onto Okunumi. He's going for big guy sumo today. Yeah. And I always like that. Love this from Ishiura. He then went low and got his body away from Okunumi after he found uh, a left-hand grip on the back of Okunumi's belt. Ishiura threw Okunumi off balance by sweeping his leg. He then powered Okunumi towards the bales and then another sweep of the leg and then uh, took uh, Okunumi over the bales. Yachty kitty. Yeah, those leg sweeps were so crucial, both of them, in fact, because they held, not only did they take Okunumi a little bit off balance, but they held his leg up for long enough both times, especially the second time, that it contributed greatly towards Okunumi overbalancing and, and going over the bales. So just clever sumo from Ishira, just that contribution from him because he, he is smaller. He's very muscly. He's strong, but Okunumi's big and for him to just push him out yeah. is, is possibly a little bit hard. So to get that leg out of the way, to kick it out, just fantastic sumo. It was him. great sumo, wasn't it? I and enjoyed it. When Ishira is doing good sumo, it's like the world feels like a better place to be in. Totally agree. He is seven and seven nana nana high on day 15. Come on, Ishira, you can do it. Okunumi, he already had. Oh, no, that's his makakoshi. That's his makakoshi today. At Magashira 3, so just be a little slip there and he'll be back where he's most comfortable in those, <laughs> that sort of lower joy area. Yeah, yep. Onosho up against Miyogiryu. Onosho took Miyogiryu's tachiai and then slapped him straight down. Miyogiryu, he is over it as he walks out of the Hanamichi. Down the Hanamichi, he uh, has a wry smile. I think he just wants yeah, to. he's sick of it. <laughs> he's sick of it. He just wants Christmas to come. I, um, I had a look on Sumo DB to see how many losses it was in a row and I... Uh, I lost count at six or seven. <laughs> Your eyes blurred with all the black dots. They blurred, you know, there were still, I don't know how many ahead of me. And I just stopped counting. It was too sad. Mm. Your Giryu, two and 12 now. Let's just put this one behind us all and we'll look forward to 2022. Or not sure, five and nine. Hidenumi up next against Takanoshaw. Takanosho came out looking like his Sekiwake best and he hit Hidenumi hard and high and drove Hidenumi backwards. But Hidenumi, we've seen this before, he's so good at getting out of tight situations and he sidestepped along the Tawara to keep this bout alive. When Takanosho attacked again though, Hidenumi had run out of space to work with. He tried to pull down, but Takanosha was all over him and he drove Hidenumi over the bales, Yachty Kitty. Oh, yeah, Hidenumi. I just wanted to Nino Kuni style siphon off some of my <laughs> self belief and funnel it into him for this because he did so well here. He crab walked his way around the the whole uh, perimeter of the dojo to yeah. get himself away. And he looked strong, you know, again, he was kind of hard to, to pin down in this case, actually. But uh, this is huge for Takanosho. This is double figures for him. He's 10 and 4 at Maegashira 2. And with the workings of what's happening above him, I wouldn't be surprised if this guaranteed a win, a return to Sekiwake. That's huge to think about. Yeah. He's been in great form. And, and today I think is a good example of, even though Hidenumi put up a really good defence, 
when Takanosha's good, it looks like he's not working very hard. Yeah. And he's this week especially, we've seen more of that sumo from him. Yep. We go, oh, he's won again. Yep. Doesn't break a sweat. Great way to say it. I mean, he just kind of comes in and pushes a bit and then he's he's won. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So he's had three Basho down in the joy. He will definitely be going up, um, you would think, to Komasubi. Maybe Sekiwake, we will see when we delve into that Banzuke prediction. He's 10 and 4. Hidnoumi is 8 and 6. He already had his Kachikoshi. Daesho at Magashira, 1 up against Takiyasu. Daesho trying, trying still for this uh, Kachikoshi. Takiyasu came out with the left shoulder blast. Daesho blocked it well. It didn't look like it had very much effect and Daesho thrust it forward. As Takiyasu went low on the return, Daesho swung Takiyasu down to the ground. Very good news for Daesho. Yeah, to move to seven and seven and keep those Kachikoshi dreams alive. I thought Takiyasu looked a bit wild and out of control here. Yeah, he doesn't look great. Something's happened during this basho, I reckon. He's getting worse. Mm. I just thought it's it was uncharacteristic of him to move forward with such lack of abandon or abandon. What's the thing? You know, um, no of... abandon. There must have been some abandon. He, well, I would say it was full abandon. <laughs> He'd abandoned his desire to do good sumo. It's like that off the wagon, on the wagon. Yeah, yeah, when are you drinking? Opposite. Yeah. Anyway, he came forward, uh, level of abandon aside, he came forward just with not a lot of control, head down. And, you know, Daesh is too good. He yeah. saw this from a mile away and just moved aside. Yeah. Yeah. And if Takiyasu's body's not going to keep up, it's always been his mind and his sumo brain that's kept him up in these higher um, rankings. Mm. And Daisho didn't even have to, as you said, do too much yeah. here. That Tsukiyotoshi win for him, taking him into seven and seven on the last day, absolutely crucial for him day 15, another one who will not be sleeping that well, although <laughs> <laughs> not as poorly as Kaisei, I would imagine. If he gets his kachikoshi, I would say it would be a return to Komasubi Has at to least. Uh, no higher than that, I mean. Going back to Komasubi. And if not, I mean, you know, he stays at, he would probably stay at Mogashira 1, I think. There's not that many other options. Yep. Uh, Very interesting to see what happens there. Takiyasu, 5 and 9. Next bout of the day, Endo up against Wakataka Kage. Endo looking for his Kachikoshi. Wakataka Kage, a win needed to stave off Makakoshi. Mm -hmm. And this was also their first meeting. So, so much going on before this one. At the touchy eye, Wakataka Kage slipped to the side, let Endo go past, then dove in hard. Just, I'm going to check in with you now. Was it a henker? Well, we, we talked about this. We were talking about, did the body move? Did the feet move? Yeah. The body moved to the side. Answer did the, the feet question. move? <laughs> the feet also moved. I'm going to call that a henker. Great. Endo, uh, did pretty well uh, here to find his feet. He fought hard to stay upright, but Wakataka Kage had swamped him, pushed Endo over the bales, Yoddy Kitty. Yeah, look, I, I looked at my notes there again after you asked me that, and I've actually said that I thought at the time it was a meet and move. So let me now examining that in my mind when you asked me off the cuff there. Yeah. I, I actually think it didn't feel great in my memory. <laughs> I think it was more like a hanger, well, but I think he was, this is a case for me of just being desperate for the win. Yes. Well, I want to introduce an idea to you because I feel like this basho, there's been a lot of talk in Western sumo social media around what is a hanker? What is a meet and move? Yep. So I'm going to put 
I want to put out there today an equation that will put this to rest. And it comes from recognising that that Henker and Meet and Move aren't polar opposites. Yeah. It's a spectrum. Yeah. Okay. So what we do for this equation is we take the Meet and Move rating or the MMR. <laughs> so we look at it and you go, what, out of 10, how much of a Meet and Move is this? Okay. Well, let's so apply today that to this say, one. I yep. would say like six. Yeah, I would agree with that. Six is not bad. We multiply that number by the Henker appropriateness measure or HAM, as we call it in the industry, which is, is it appropriate for this ricochet to be doing a Henker on this day? Okay. So yes. So does that mean a higher number then? Is it yeah, well, more appropriate the higher the number? Yes. Okay. So uh, nine. Uh, yes. Okay. So you thought it was okay for Wakataka Kage to do this? Yeah. Well, hang on. We, the next figure I in- introduced, we can't work out today. So we can't run this through the okay. equation yet because we then multiply. So far up to, we're up to six times nine. We then multiply those two numbers by the Marshman index. Yes. <laughs> the Marshman index is equal to average hankers per year. Okay. And then what we do there, if that result is more than 50, it's a dog act. Well, it's already more than 50 because it's six times nine. So that was a dog act. Uh, yes, but the, uh, Marshman index would most likely bring it oh, down. Oh, bring it down. Cause yeah. it's a, it's a. I think percentage. so. It's a. Or I, I need to check in with Ben, whether the Marshman index is Henker. I think it's Henker per basho. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I think once. Uh, look, well, he I'm, doesn't have many Henker per basho and that's why my appropriateness of Henker here is, mm. is also high. That plays into my thing. So he, he's at Magashira one and he came into this on six, seven. Yep. So that plays into it, but yep. also he doesn't do it in the time, all the yes. time. So that also plays okay. into my thinking. I, I, I'm introducing this not to sort out this bout in particular. I've never heard of this before this moment. This is all new to me too. But, but it's more to put it out into the community. And I see this equation having more heuristic value than, um, actual <laughs> accurate value. Okay. I think it, I think if we, we can fine tune it yep. and we can get it right and we can come up with a, we'll do some calculations, a scientific way to, so that when we call something a dog act, yep. we know we have science behind us. Yeah. Well, the science, and then there's also the feel like, does it feel great? Well, but, but that's incorporated into the equation is, with actually. the ham measure, the hanker appropriateness measure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've You've thought really about been... this. <laughs> what were you doing for those two hours in between recording this and the, well, this? You, you saw, I locked myself away with a whiteboard. <laughs> you sure did. Wakataka Kage, he is seven and seven going into day 15. That is very exciting. Will he hanker again on day 15? <laughs> We'd have to do this calculation all over again. <laughs> Endo too. He is seven and seven. Endo, I should say, is someone you can disrupt by hankering. I think he's not, um, you know, yeah. he's a good, honest sumo guy. So I think doing that against him, especially after his experience with the mutter yesterday, I think his mind's all in a flurry, poor old Endo. No, now you, we need to incorporate into the equation the feeling of that opponent being hankered. Do you remember we got really mad? Chiyoshima oh, Hankers. Yes, who it was. Who it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I'll go back to the whiteboard and see what I can see come up with See you in a couple of days. Yep. <laughs> it might be just me on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Both of those guys are seven and seven. 
Komasubi Ichinojo was next up against Maegashira 12 Hokuto Fuji. It was a chest-to-chest battle, both being careful to keep their feet underneath them. Hokuto Fuji was on a more dangerous angle here. He was really pushing forward, but his right hand was up underneath Ichinojo's armpit. That's a really good place to be if you can stay upright. He used it to stand Ichinojo up high a number of times. The final time he did it, he could pull him forward and it worked. It was a Tsukiyotoshi win for Hokuto Fuji. Double digits. Yep. For Hokuto Fuji at Maegashira 12. So that's fantastic news. Ichinojo, again, looked lacklustre out there. Yep. <sighs> He's five Ichinojo. and nine. Yeah. So quite a big drop for him. Mm. Um after just hanging on to his rank last time, this is a little bit disappointing. I, I went back and had a look. He has, uh, since, he, since he went out injured uh, back in November 2019, he's got Kachikoshi uh, on eight of the 11 Basho. Mm. So this is that, um, that third uh, Makakoshi for him, but just not look, looking great out there. We'll see where he ends up. The next bout of the day, Hoshoryu and Kirabiyama. There were two bouts going on here. At the same time, the usual pushing and thrusting that you're accustomed to seeing day in and day out. Yeah, the top half. Top half. But downstairs, another story Ooh, was unfolding. Yeah. Both Teretsuyoshi and Hoshoryu traded attempted leg sweeps, leg picks, and what I'm calling ankle follies. Oh. Just mucking about with the ankles. They footsies. Footsies. <laughs> Under the table. Yep. Um, they stayed locked up for the entire bout, legs busy the whole time, but it was Hoshoryu in the end who was able to utilise that belt grip to work Teretsuyoshi over the bales. Yori Kitty, were we seeing the future of sumo? Is it going to become a purely downstairs sport? <laughs> it might. I mean, it's very exciting, isn't it? I was really looking forward to this, which often means it's going to be a dud bout. <laughs> but uh, absolutely not in this case. The legwork was extreme. It was so well done. And they both love to throw as well. Mm. So you get the the upstairs, the downstairs, then the sort of horizontal plane going on. The mezzanine, and, the kind of mezzanine level yeah. of the belt. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes for great sumo. I, I enjoyed it, this a lot. It looked like a very technical bout. I, I think this was amazing to, uh, you know, up and coming, shall we say, ricochet uh, very evenly matched. Yeah, I can tell you who was very disappointed, and that was obviously <laughs> Kirabiyama. He just looked shattered after this. He yeah. would have fancied himself, I imagine, but also really wanted to take this against Hoshori because Hoshori had come off a couple of losses. You know, there's so much talk about him being great, but he's kind of failed a little bit. He got his makakoshi. Mm. Kirabiyama would have loved to steamroll him here, but he couldn't, and that really says something uh, for both of them. Kirabiyama 5 and 9, Hoshoryu, exciting, 6 and 8. Sekiwake Mitakumi came up against Tamawashi. Now, these two guys have an incredible head-to-head -head record that I didn't guess. It's 24 to 3, Mitakumi's way. It, it seems impossible. I just would have thought Tamawashi would have steamrolled Mitakumi out 10, 15 times. I don't think there are many matchups going around that have that kind of uh, score, at least in 2021, yeah. Totally. So today, let's see what happens. Tamawashi, he worked away at Mitakumi's face. Mitakumi leant backwards. He took Tamawashi's attack on his, uh, his face and neck, grabbed Tamawashi's arms from below, stepped back into the side and fairly easily, I would say, slapped Tamawashi down. I guess this is maybe how it happens. <laughs> Was this good sumo from Mitakumi? Um, I think it 
I, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. I was going to say I think it was because it was a, a quick and decisive win. Mm. I mean, he controlled Tamawashi's Oshi attack, which has been good this Basho. He's nine, was, was nine and four coming into this and he controlled it. I thought he was a tad lucky. Mm-hmm. He got steamrolled out of the touchy mm-hmm. eye. We know he's, he can be quite good moving backwards then, but even still, I didn't think he was in complete control. Yeah. So where did the luck come into play? The, the timing? Oh, I just think the timing was good mm. and maybe Tamawashi came a little bit hard, but yep. doesn't matter what I think. Sekiwake Mitakumi moves to double digits with that win. Or Zeki run. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something I said uh, earlier this week. I mean, you know, 12 could yep. have got us talking about it. Yep. 11, probably not, but... um. A better performance from him. Yep. Great 11 stuff. times three is 33. 11, if he wins tomorrow, could be the start. <laughs> <sighs> now you're doing equations. Oh, All right. Tamawashi, nine and five. Ura up next against Meisei. Meisei dealt with Ura's long run up and low stance by leaping forward, standing Ura up and continuing forward with effective thrusting attacks. Ura, he tried to escape, but Meisei was everywhere. He was left, he was right, he was in front of him. Oshidashi win for Meisei. And that's the difference. Meisei was everywhere. The Meisei chaos was back and Ura couldn't contain it, even though he also loves chaos. Uh, Meisei was dominant from the touchy eye. Ura gave too much ground to begin with and was low and so therefore didn't smother Meisei in any way, which is what's worked in, in being able to contain him. There was nowhere for Ura to go and, yeah. Good win for the Sekiwake, only for Kyushu only at the moment. He is six and eight, may say. Would have enjoyed that. Ura, ten and four. Ozeki Shodai up against Ozeki Takakesho. At least we get one uh, Ozeki battle on day 14. It's uh, five nine to Takakesho in their head to head, but Shodai had won the last two. Right. Okay. Which wow. I. Um, Always forget because I always imagine Shodai losing against Ozeki. Takakesho came out with a shove. The shove was great. It landed. Then there was another one and Shodai was out. So not this time around. It was a win to Takakesho. Takakesho felt this win. Did you see that after Shodai went out, he kept his hand extended like he just drained a three-pointer? Yes. And he was looking out into the crowd. And that look says one thing. It says, boys, frosty handles are on me tonight. We're going out. He looked amazing today. Yeah, really well-timed pushes. Shodai didn't do anything no, today. No, but, but haven't we seen good sumo from Shodai this week? I thought yeah. that at least he could have put the wall up. Yep. No wall. No wall. Um, didn't, wasn't able no. to, to defend in any way against those pushes. And also, crucially, I guess, wasn't able to get out of the way at the end. Yeah, I, I just wondered. I just didn't feel like there was the care there. From short eye. Yeah, possibly. It's it's a little bit Mitakumi style, isn't it? That ah. he sort of goes and does well and then sort of just, just goes missing. Loses it. Yeah, yeah goes yeah. missing. Great way of describing it. Well, Ozeki Takakesho moves to 12 and 2. Still in the hunt. Ozeki short eye at 9 and 5. That brings us to the final bout of day 14. Whoa. Here we are. Yokozuna Terunofuji up against Maegashira 15. Abi. A win. Terra Fuji will seal the Yusho. Abi, nothing to lose, but having a blinder. Abi came forward with all the fire that we've seen this entire Basho. He hit Terra Fuji hard, drove Terra Fuji to the bales, and he looked like he had it. 
Paterafuji jammed his left foot against the Tawara and would not go over. He would not even budge backwards. Terunofuji, when he was ready, found a way off the Tawara, caught Abi in a quite an awkward arm lock and twisted Abi around, and it caused Abi to fall backwards. You show Terunofuji. Massive. I mean, I thought it was all over with that. So Abi did kind of three pushes at the start, and the third one just sent Terunofuji yeah. staggering. I have no idea, and I'm sure Abi has no idea. And I'm not even sure Terunofuji has an idea of how he managed to lock himself up there. I mean, he had his leg back against the Tawari, yes, but then Abi's next shove also, as you said, yeah. didn't move him. I just, he's so steady and strong and big. And Abi did try to, when he was uh, pushed Abi down and Abi fell, Abi kind of tried to pull him yeah, down as well, but, but that it, also didn't work. It was really awkward because he was falling backwards, Abi. Yes. Do you know, at the end there. So it was really a Hail Mary that had very little chance of doing anything. Abi ended up on his back on the yeah. ground and he was just looking up into the air going, I was so close. I thought he kind of started crying. I feel like yeah. he was very emotional, Abby. I don't know if there was tears as such, but Look, we, it was very emotional for him. We all were. This is his first uh, basho back in the top division. At Maegashira 15, he took it to the Yokozuna. Yeah, and his comeback story would have been if he had have won that and then, say, won the Yusho, but even just won that, he was the only person who had beat the Yokozuna in this and it was his comeback from... yeah. All these yeah. bashos off. He came straight up. He won all the Yushos. Yep. Yusho on the way. And then he beats Terran Fuji. I mean, I think he would like, he's a guy who likes the spotlight or liked it. I don't know anymore whether he's changed or not. I, I reckon he would have loved that to happen. No, I just, oh, I thought it was a brilliant effort from Abi today. And no doubt he will have special prizes rained on him tomorrow. I would think so. No if wins. No if wins. No if wins. Get if win out of here. He's 12 2 for God's sake. No, get, but like get it out totally. No if yeah. wins ever. I don't mind a cheeky if win. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's turn our attention to Terana Fuji. It's his sixth Emperor's Cup, his fourth this year. I mean, that's wild. I had a look. Kakuryu, Yokozuna for s about seven years, yep. if you don't count all the injuries, had six Yusho. Yep. Like we are in a new era. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of crept up on me. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, he's only been Yokozuna for, for this year. Mm. So um, it's just been all very quick and he won, you know, he won one back in the day. But yeah. the rest have come now and um, he just looks fantastic and absolutely nobody again would begrudge him this. No. He had a little interview already, but, you know, we'll wait for the, the Emperor's Cup interview and see what he has to say about this. He's he's getting perhaps less emotional each time. Like he's sort of maturing now into oh, this. Totally. Um, he's a Yokozuna. Is this he's Yokozuna, a Yokozuna. That's right. Yeah. Someone whose name will go down in history. He's not, and, and it's not about the story so much anymore. Can you believe that Turner Fuji's mm. done this? It's still so impressive, but now he's just every time he's cementing himself you, as a pillar of the sumo world. You're so right. We we don't think about that comeback story anymore because he's written a new he's chapter. He's come back. He's come back. Yeah. Boy, wow. has he. Yep. Okay. Fuji, 14-0. I guess the remaining story are the special prizes. We're very interested to see that. The 7-7 seven, seven bouts, always uh Fantastic to see who's okay. going to win them on day 12. And then can Terunofuji get a Zensho Yusho? 
Okay, let's look at tomorrow's. Are they up? Torikumi, it just yes. went up. So I'm going to give you the seven, seven matchups. And surprisingly, there are not that many. Okay. Kaisei, Endo. Oh, Endo? Yeah, I feel. So what? Kaisei must have fought Chiyomaru already because Chiyomaru is another Nana Shaw, Nana Hai Rikishi who's fighting earlier. Oh, that's unfair on Kaisei. I, I do feel that's unfair. Do, to put him up against a Maegashira 4 to keep his place in top division oh, feels a bit mean-spirited. Oh, my heart hurts at that, actually. I mean, I'm absolutely all for good programming and it probably seems weird that we're actually saying this, but that makes me a bit sad. Okay. What if I told you Toby Zaru was taking on Wakataka Kage <laughs> in a Nana <laughs> Shaw, Nana High matchup, 4-4 record going into this? No, I love that. I think that's very exciting. We follow that bout with Daesho up against Ishiura. The Maegashira 1 taking on the Maegashira 12, Nana Shaw, <laughs> Nana High matchup, 6-2. bit harsh on Ishiura Yeah, I think so. Well, Ishiura must have already fought Kaisei because that would have been yeah. a good matchup. Yep, yep. So all 7-7 seven, seven people are fighting other 7-7 seven, seven people? Uh, no, because Chiyomaru is taking on Ura. Mm-hmm. And Gosh. that's about Wow, day 15 has gone... It's gone Absolutely whack. off chops. Well, again, I feel like Terunofuji's won the Yusho. Just have some fun with it. Yeah. You know. Fair enough. But Except the, for Kaisei. Well, at the expense of Kaisei, you don't need to do that. Uh, looking at the Ozeki, Shodai takes on Mitakumi. It's mm-hmm. a 12-13 record to Mitakumi. And Terunofuji obviously finishes the day with Takakesho. Yep. I think Takakesho has something to fight for here. Yep. Yep. And I think Terunofuji does too. Terunofuji does as well. Terunofuji has a lot to fight for against Takakesho. I mean, they have their very recent history. They certainly do. Uh, it'll be a great one. Thank you so much for joining us yep. on uh, day 14, the Yusho day for Terunofuji. Yep. Uh, we'll be here to bring you all the action from day 15, the final day of the Kyushu Basho. And we'll be doing Cheerio commentary. We will be from whatever time that starts. About 430 Melbourne time. (laughs) Very helpful. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.